This podcast is brought to you by Steed Motor Group, Clare Galway. For your personalised vehicle shopping experience, find out more at steedmotorgroup.ie. So delighted now to be joined by former Galway footballer and Milltown footballer, uh, Jeremy Blake, to just take a look at all things Galway football, uh, look back on his career. But before we do that all, uh, Jeremy, you are still going strong this year for Milltown uh, what a year he had there was different stages on this podcast throughout the year where we probably did question Milltown a small bit but remarkable year really for you wasn't it yeah it was it was a great year really uh, and uh, yeah it was it was a topsy-turvy season for us really because we we, we had a really bad result against St. James as I felt and um it kind of stuttered us a small bit, but we came really strong near the end. And, you know, the, it kind of all came together for the Clare Galway game. It was it was set up for us. We were the underdogs coming in and, you know, we had the experience against a younger team. So we kind of, we played on that and kind of, you know, got us going. And, you know, when it came to Curfin, we, we we had a disastrous start, but we still didn't die, you know, we kept going. So it was... um. It was a really enjoyable year, now for for myself being you know playing for a long time. It was one of the most enjoyable years that I had with Milton because, you know, we weren't really expected. We just got on a wave and it just kind of took off for us. And uh, you know, the place was was uh, in great form. All the community in the club was in great form for for the whole year and still are after it. So it's amazing what uh, what a run the championship can do for a community. You didn't die a word you say there is the spirit. The Anadown game in particular, uh, Anadown had a lot of chances and it looked like midway through that second half that they kind of had the game in their sight. But I think you were three points down and you kicked the last five points of the game. That that was obviously a big turning point. Yeah, huge turning point. You know, usually we, usually we would, um, you know, we we would fall off at that stage, but. You know, we we'd always have the kind of belief in Milton. Our problem is to start. If we can, if we're in the game with fifteen minutes to go, we, we'd always give ourselves a good chance. But um, you know, we stayed in that game, and it was probably you know realistically, Anadown missed the chances that gave us an opportunity to, you know, to to, to grab it. And but you know, grab it we did, and it was a real turning point. I think for. For our group of players, a lot of them are younger lads, and you know you could see them kind of the maturity growing after that game, you know, and how to kind of you know grind it out. So, it was a really really enjoyable game to play. And as as I said, the James game then was a game there wasn't really any point as such. We were through anyway, and it worked out. You know that first or second didn't really matter with how the other results went, and we got Clare Galway in the draw. So. You know that clear goal game was phenomenal. The the, the feeling after it, you know, to really you, you can't get that feeling any in any shape of life. You know, it was just was brilliant. And you know, sometimes you feel when you get on a run like that with a team that's you know punching above their weight, it's nearly more enjoyable than winning something on another team. You know, but uh, you have to say I really enjoyed it now this year. Where does the spirit in Milltown come from? The do- don't know. I don't know. Uh, I suppose it's pr- probably because you know it's the only sport we have in the town and the village, and you know there's nothing else, and everyone is just so you know interested in how you do, and um, you know often I suppose we you know at underage or senior level we don't do that well a lot of the time. So when we do, it kind of everyone really gets behind the 
the team and you know I suppose there is there's a tradition there as well you know going back over the years which you'd be always aware of you know like the older teams would have would have um would have done really well a lot better than I suppose we have but you know that that's I suppose tradition is still there not to kind of give in and keep going for as long as you can um so yeah that's probably it really the one thing which he compared to some other clubs, even after games, if ever you're out, like you'd always see the Milltown crew together. There's there's a bond, obviously, there. Yeah, there is, but you, you wouldn't want to be hearing what we're saying in the pub after it about each other. <laughs> it. Uh, it might look that way sometimes, but uh, I, I suppose, look, at because we're so small, you know, there's, there's not many of us. And, you know, if you look at the age profile of our team, we're, you know, we're, 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 we're all pushing on, I suppose, but because we don't have the numbers, you nearly have to keep going to give the other lads a chance to be competitive. So, you know, we have a lot of lads over 35 still playing, going well, I suppose. But, you know, if, if you took a lot of the lads, if a lot of lads retired, you know, what would you have down train? You might have 12 or 13 down train. It's no good for anybody. So, you know, that's probably why we all kind of keep going to give everyone a, sh- a shot at it. But, um. Yeah, but look at it. It's uh, you know, it it is a great club in that sense. Uh, you know, we we have a have a great spirit, and you know, hopefully we can stay going and stay senior, and you know, hopefully push on. We're kind of we're fought, we're supposed to be you know faltering with the last ten years, but we're still punching above our weight, and hopefully there's there's younger players coming through now at underage, particularly under 14, 15, 16, There's good team players coming, so the quicker the better. They say, I suppose. Do you think sometimes too much can be made of the age profile of your team? Uh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. I think in all intercounty and uh, club, I think p- players retire too early. I think they're some probably a lot of the time because you know you're nearly forced to retire as a player. You probably think you're going to be holding someone's position if you play and give the younger lads a chance. And you know, even the, the you know the supporters. Once you get over 30, you have one bad game, you're finished, your legs are gone. And uh, so, you know, at inter-county level, I think your your physical ability, your athletic ability, uh, it matters a bit more. At club football, it's a lot slower, um, you know, and as well with the kind of panel game, the way it's gone at the moment now, you know, you have starters and finishers. So, I mean, with 20, 25 minutes ago in a game, it's very loose. You know, the pay, a lot of the pace has gone out of the game. So you're kind of playing a lot of it with your head at that stage. So, you know, players can make an impact coming off the bench. And I think a lot more uh, players are, uh, you know, don't mind coming off the bench as much. You know, go back 10 years ago, if you didn't start, you know, the, the, you know, it was a terrible thing. But now... You know, people are more receptive to maybe make an impact coming off the bench. So, you know, that's a factor as well. I get the sense the love is still there for football for you when you were coming on. Yeah, so. it is. Yeah, it is. It is. I yeah. I I have to say, I I like the training more than the more than the actual matches. You know, the training training is really good, and you know, like I mean. When you're not playing football, what what do you you know? You're going to a gym. You're doing your running yourself. You're doing your own program. It's a lot more enjoyable when you're training and you're keeping fish, playing something you love. And you know, even the way the way the season split, you know, for myself, I I still play a bit of junior with with Milltown, so you can kind of play your junior football during the year, 
see how you're going. And if, you know, if you're moving okay, by the time the championship comes along, you you, you know, we train with the seniors anyway in, in Milltown and then you're kind of in there and you see how you go. If you feel good, you can kind of, you know, take it from there. So that's kind of how, how a lot of the lads do it in Milltown. Just there, we, we, we didn't really reference it, but the curving game. I know you you might have said it before the game, but was there a kind of motivation just to give a performance more than Anton, considering what happened against Kervin previous to that in the semi-final? Uh, to be honest with you, probably not. The, the only, there wasn't that many of us that was playing that a lot of lads wouldn't even remember that game. So, And as well, a lot of the Kervin guys probably, I'd say, was, was only... Most of them weren't there as well, so it wasn't really a factor. If you if you went back five years before that, and we played them absolutely, yeah. But I don't think it was a factor. We just wanted to go out and kind of give a performance and see how see where it went. And again, you know, we we, we were we like being underdogs, and you know, no one gives a chance against Curvin, so we were going look at if we can stick with it for a while. Who knows what could happen in the last ten or fifteen minutes? But unfortunately, we you know. The third goal really kind of killed the game as a contest, you know, and it could have got really messy for us after that. And, you know, in fair play to the lads, they kind of kept going. And, you know, we got it in within two points near the end, you know, with a, with a huge ambush at the end. And, uh, you know, Curfin probably missed a few chances. But, you know, who knows what could have happened at the end. But you know, at the end of it, it was still, you know, I was kind of happy enough myself. We, you know, we, we gave a good performance and ran Curfin close and, you know, gave some lads in in our panels a bit of belief you know they're probably you know some of them guys most of them guys would have never played in the county semi-final before and probably wouldn't ever have believed that you could get there you know so the fact that we got there and you know did well would really you know help their confidence and even younger lads in the club that are nine or ten or twelve playing would have seen us playing and competing against Curfin you know can't can't do anything wrong for them guys for their careers and where they want to get to. Particularly um, the third goal, obviously there's a mix-up there between your keeper and wing-back right before half-time and you just got yourselves right back into the game. Like, that's a tough goal. Like, it must be the most yeah. pleasing thing to see the kind of team come back after something like that. Yeah, I I think what we, we try to, we try to press Curvin's kick-outs at the start and, Looking back at it, it was probably a wrong decision because they're they're excellent at the at the at their kickouts. They've years of work done on it, and you know they caught us with two goals at the start, and then we kind of sat off and let them have it. And uh, we were getting back into the game. We were playing actually okay with the breeze, and and that just third goal was was a real sucker punch, you know, because we had found we had just found a bit of confidence. That we were you know getting into our groove with the breeze to come in the second half. You know, it was a real. It was a real sucker punch, but, um, you know, in fairness, we came out in the second half and we dug in and we got going and ca- put Cahill in full forward, my brother Cahill, and he caused havoc in there. You know, he's so big and we just kicked a few long balls and he c- created havoc. And, uh, you know, on another day, who knows what had happened, but, um, yeah, it was still, it was still, we still came out with our head held high after that game, I feel, and uh, that's the most important thing. Isn't that the thing, though, about football? People will sometimes go on about the rules and there needs to be new rule changes. But even with that second half and Kyle going in full forward, it can be a simple game sometimes, can't it? Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, in any 
game you watch. You know, it's all about the basic skills, you know, kicking the ball, taking your chances, um, catching it when there's no one around you, no unforced errors. You know, if you any team cuts out all that small stuff that seems so simple, no matter how the, the, the game is going, you know, it's still that's they're the basics of it, you know. And I know a lot have been said that uh, football and you know the, the standard has gone down a lot, and there probably is some tweaks that, that's been needed, but I mean, you you know, I remember being down was it in down to I remember Mick O'Dwyer's. Um, he had a hotel down there in Waterville, and, and he has a room with all the All Irelands that he won. I was down reading it, looking at the scores of all the. I think he's twelve All Irelands he was involved with in as a player, as a manager, and um, all the score those scores were low for All Ireland finals, and people people forget that. You know, you think looking back, oh, it was all flamboyant football, kicking it from all flamboyant from from the goalie out to up to the other side. But you know, I think there's not a lot wrong with the game. Just probably the the, the speed at which um, you know teams transition from defense to attack. I think the goalie coming out probably gives that cushion for defenders that you can always go back the way. So if a team goes to press up on you you can always go back to the goalie. And if you have a really good goalie, you know, you have a spare man always back there. And I, I don't know how you'd kind of stop that, but um, maybe if it was the case that someone had to be inside the 21, like a goalie, someone had to be in the, the small square. So if the goalie comes out, someone has to go back in or something like that. But, um, but I, I, yeah, again, the, you know, the, the fitness levels is phenomenal at, at, at football. It's phenomenal. Um, even still, you know the one few the few uh, rule changes I suppose the um the mark inside you know I, I always look at Monaghan Monaghan seem to have really uh, studied the rules of the game and mm. you know saying how can we make the best of these rules like Conor McManus for instance you know they know if he gets the ball in a mark whoever he gets a mark he's going to score so they kind of wait and wait and wait for that and they get it into him he probably doesn't have the legs to go around lads anymore but he'll wait for his chance and they'll give it into him he catches it and it's a score Rory Began on the other side he's that player at the back who comes up creates an overlap they've really used the goalkeeper the playmaker role uh, with him you know and and, and even um, McCarthy now who, who is a forward and they, they're now playing him wing back you know, because they basically play a lot of guys inside that are workhorses and, you know, he's a scorer from out the field and he's coming on to it and he gets a score. So, you know, I, I think they have really, they've really made the most of uh, of the rule changes. But um, I think the, the, the kick, lateral kick for the mark, I don't like that one, but I, I still don't mind the bo- long ball into the square. You know, if you if you were in, in the square and you get a big long ball and you catch it, I think there should be some reward for it. But I don't like the ones that you're basically just outside the 45 and you kick it 35 here just to a lad inside and he is a shot at goal. It kind of slows the game down. And the one skill it probably um, uh, is the one that, that that's the most... Uh, that has got rid of the game is the man marking because you know you can drop lads back uh you know if a forward gets a mark you can't tackle so i think the the out and out cornerbacks aren't as important as they used to be uh because of that reason and now you see a lot of players being moved into cornerback because they're nearly played there for their attacking ability more than their defending because you know a lot of cornerbacks get on scores now do you still enjoy watching football today? 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I do. Anyway, I, I love the competition. I mean, any, anybody loves a competition. Uh, you know, I, I, some people are saying that it's not that enjoyable to watch. But, you know, if it's a tight game, everyone loves to see tight game at any level, at any sport. So I still like watching it. But um, I suppose, yeah, the pace of it does at some stages, if there's two defensive-minded teams, it does get very hard to get some stage you know what? What could you do there? I I know that you know often played up in Kilmacud at the Kilmacud sevens, and in that scenario, once you bring the ball outside the forty-five, you can't go back, and it's easy enough policed up there. That you know, there's the linesman keeps an eye on it both sides, and that might be something that that could be looked at to maybe um, bring it on a small bit. Another thing is interesting in, in in rugby. You see, um, you know that the the, the the kick, the what are they called? The dropouts, the trinity dropouts. Some of them now, I don't understand the rules of it, but they're taken behind the inline to you know to stop people to make forcing them to play the ball or something. But you know, if you go back ten or fifteen years ago, the kickouts for goalies were taken on the small edge of the square. So like now, all the kickouts are taken twenty one yards out. So I I feel the near the midfield is nearly bypassed because. You know, if a goalie puts down the ball, he can chip a ball 45 yards out to someone. Uh, you know, a chip at the ball is, is, is nearly getting to midfield. And if if a, if a team has a really good midfield, the goalies have, have long kickouts and they're kicking it from the 21-yard line. They're nearly kicking to the opposition's 40 now, nearly to the half-forward line. You know, so I think you're kind of, we're missing the the high feeling at mid, you know, for the midfielders. And, and that's why you often see now players playing, you know, I think you'll see it a bit more full forward line uh, midfielders playing the full forward line and coming out with the kick out and just going straight over the top to a big guy you know on the 40 playing at full forward like a Damien Comer style player mm. you know um, but uh, yeah there, there are some changes I, I'd like to see some changes but not a lot either I still think there's a lot good for the going for the game as well I yeah, know a lot of people have kind of talked about that you have to leave two or three forwards up at all times, it seems to be a big one that people yeah. are, are going after. But then, as you said, it's up to the linesman to police and then will it be spotted every time? There could just probably be inconsistencies then probably occurring. Yeah, yeah. again, I suppose they probably need to try something out and see how it goes. Um, but that might be something that's keeping two up. If you, if you keep four up, you hear some people keeping four up, but I don't think that will work. Uh, and no matter what change you make, management are so clever now and there's so, so much at stake. Someone will come up with a strategy to to um, to break it down. You know, I, I'm, I'm very interested to see how Jim McGuinness, what sort of style is he going to come with this year? Because he's a real innovator. You know, what sort of style will he bring this year to, to, to counterattack the way the style of football is at the moment? And... At the moment, Jeremy, like among all Gaelic football supporters, there's a lot of excitement with the season just around the corner, uh, particularly here in Galway. Disappointing year last year, but injuries, you have to say, definitely played their part. Sean Kelly and Damien Comer in that Mayo game, just not being at full fitness was a huge loss. But how are you feeling now for Galway ahead of the 2024 season? Uh, yeah, I, I'd be very... Um... Very hopeful, I have to say. Like, you know, e even last year, I Galway up until the Armagh game, 
where the team were really up there, were you're were, were in contention for for, for the All Ireland, uh, and the the kind of the Armagh game really stunned us in, in, in one sense, but um. You know, we have got a lot of, we had a lot of injuries, like even the likes of Patrick Kelly, you know, fringe players that the year before that we didn't have any injuries. You know, Damien Comer missed, you know, he he went off there in a league game and he was only coming and going and he was just, you know, was missing for the Armagh game and he was back. So he wasn't up to full fitness. And, you know, even I think myself with, with Shane Welsh moving to Kilmacud, he wasn't used to the long season for the club. So, you know, he went right into the following season where he probably never was used to that before. And, you know, I, I have a feeling this year he'll time his season better uh, to kind of peak for Galway at the right time, you know. So I'd be very hopeful. You know, I think we've a lot of good players and the standard, there's no standout team at the moment. You know, over the years, there was Dublin. I remember in my day, Kerry were kind of like the, the standout team and it, it was like, who can beat Kerry? But there's no one really there at the moment. You know, Kerry are, Kerry are good, but they're not, they're not, unbeatable Dublin are kind of very good but you know they have an aging team I suppose the next the next defeat they have you could see a lot of them guys retiring you know so Derry Derry aren't bad Mayo you know how are they going to do it's hard to know but Roscommon aren't bad but like I mean it's pretty even enough there's seven or eight teams that would feel they could have a chance and if Galway stay injury free I think they have a great chance uh of doing something uh, special next year. Where's the biggest area that you see that needs to be improved for 24? Yeah. Uh, I, I honestly, no, I, I think we have the raw material in all the right positions. Maybe a kind of a, a ball winning forward, maybe inside, you know, someone and maybe strength and depth people to come in and make an impact. Um, I just felt as well, if you go back to the, Last year, I thought our um, conversion rate up top was a lot better than it was this year. I thought this year we missed a few ch- chances that, you know, if you got them, would would have got you over the line. And, you know, and uh, often with Galway, you know, I feel if Galway get to Crow Park, you know, we usually play well when we get to Crow Park. You know, it's, it's, it's about getting there. So, you know, hopefully we can get there with a full squad. That's the big thing, you know. There's no... Secret of last year, I don't think we we had any injury really, nothing significant. Uh, with all our main players fish, and that's a huge uh factor for Galway next year. I, I think we have the players. With that, obviously around this time of year, there's a lot of new players and uh, say some kind of old familiar faces returning. But is like from being playing in the club championship this year, is there one or two players that you? can feel for Galway this year that can kind of have a breakthrough year? I'd say uh, it's hard to pick a, pick a few players out, but realistically, you know, you often feel, I know from, from my own career, like, you know, there's, there's never rarely a player, unless he's coming out of minor or under 20, just going to come straight in and be an instant superstar, you know. But it's not kind of about that. If a player gets in, stays injury-free and gets a run of games... And, you know, the manager believes in them. Who knows, you know, what can happen for a lot of players? You know, there's a good few lads from the under 20s are Killian uh, O'Curry and uh, Liam O'Connell are two guys there now who who are in, or in new to the panel. Um, 
Egan from um, Curfin, very good player. Uh, you know, there's a lot of guys like that. But again, it's just about, I suppose, getting game time, you know, and, and staying injury free. It could be a guy that's in the panel already that's got his body, you know, injury free and has a run at it. This is a guy, you know, there's loads of them guys in that panel. I, I see them in there in myself, you know, really talented players. I think someone like that could, you know, really uh, go at it and impress everybody. Obviously, last year's a disappointing year, but do you think it'll nearly stand to the panel? Because if you look at the age profile of the team, there's a large proportion of this go a senior football panel from the ages of 20 to, you could say, 23. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, but but again, um. You know, the, the year before getting to All Ireland would will stand to them too. And, you know, they probably got on a, a run uh last year and got to All Ireland and you know you, you can kind of get into this the mindset, oh, this is gonna happen every year and it you know, we'll get there again this year. But you know, you really have to a lot of things have to go away and you have to put in the extra years and the extra effort. And I think the last year's performance will or this year's performance will hurt that panel management and players. And um, I think you'll see a bounce from this year. I'd be, be very surprised if, if Galway aren't at all, all earned semi, all earned final stages next year. Yeah, it's really that bit of hurt you can feel now that they can bring in. Yeah, and and again, you know, injuries, like I'm sure Sean Kelly there, you know, the captain of, captain of play, playing outstanding and he gets injured at the wrong time of the year you know really unfortunate for him Damien Comer as well gets injured at the wrong time of year like they're two guys now I'm sure they're, they they can't wait to get back to championship action for Goa you know and get, get a game at Crow Park you know even particularly you know Paul Conroy now is you know he's he, he's pushing on but you know what, what a phenomenal player he's been for Galway over the years and still going um I'm sure he'll be he'll be trying to focus the the, the minds of the players to you know Look, don't look at the future and what's going on. Look at the here and now, and take every game as they come, and, and you know, keep your body right and uh, have a right good go at it, and see where it takes you. Something that has come about uh, last year kind of started, but this year uh, we're hearing a lot of things about it already. You're obviously involved with this Galway Senior Def- Development Panel at the minute. Mm-hmm. How did that come about, and like, how important do you think this can be? Yeah, so I suppose the 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 goal development squad is predominantly for people from the ages of maybe twenty to twenty five who are out of under twenty and probably not just a slightly bit off the senior squad. And it's it's hard enough to get into a senior panel. You know, the senior panel is picked. It's hard to break into it, and uh, it's for them guys that they're not just getting a phone call in. Christmas Eve saying, will you come in and play an FBD game in January? And they have no work done and they're not, you know, they, they haven't the strength and condition and et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, guys like that in, in that age group will be able to get the programs that the senior guys are on, play some challenge games, uh, be in around the squad, uh, learn from, you know, the, the, the panel that's in there. And also it's actually beneficial for you know, players want a second chance. You know, often you see a guy might be injured and, you know, or whatever is going on in his life mightn't have put in, given it a right shot. And now at 24, 25, 26, 
you know, I was thinking, you know, I wouldn't mind a second shot at it. And, you know, we're playing a lot of challenge games now at the moment. It's probably going to start there about maybe six weeks ago and it'll probably go to maybe February, March. And there'll be a lot of games, in-house games between the seniors, um, challenge games against other inter-county teams. And, you know, a lot of the panel will be involved in the FBD. So they'll get a shot at, at playing against Leitrim. I think it's on the 12th of um, January. So, you know, if if a guy in the development squad goes out and plays really well in an FBD game, you know, Porridge Ice and the management team will have to, you know, look really closely at them. It seems already like it's a good stepping stone because even now, would you say minor at under seventeen and under twenty, like you have, you can have a player as you mentioned, they're nineteen, but they're just not quite at inter county level yet. But to kind of get them up and it's a success for you as well if players come through from this development panel to senior football. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, a guy from say twenty, if you're twenty twenty one twenty two and you're out of college and you know, you can lose a lot of players in them times. And, you know, if you're at a club that's not doing that well or not senior, you know, you don't have any shop window to show what you can do. And uh, this is a shop window, a shop window for somebody who, who, who wants to create good habits, become a better player. Yeah, without the stress of going in of the intensity of inter-county training all the time and, and being monitored with everything. You're still getting in. You're, you know, you're, you're, you're doing the same gym programs as the seniors are doing, and you're hopefully getting yourself ready to when the chance does come that you're able to take it. Is this giving you for a taste for maybe potentially down the line wanting to get involved in an intercounty setup? Ah, I, I don't know, but I, I have to say I, I, I am enjoying it. It, it is just no real, you know, it's not as intense as as taking over. A, uh, even a club manager's job, it's it's less intense. There's no real championship as such, but uh, it is nice to see lads develop. And you know, you know, the lads that are that are helping out us, you know, at Don Laflerte now, and 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 Finney and Hanley and Joe Bergen and Declan Meehan and Johnny Ryan from Clonburn. You know, we're all, we're all trying to just make players better and kind of give players a bit of confidence to feel good enough that they can compete in there. And I think a lot of it is mindset. You know that if you really want to do it, I'm feeling like you can do it. And um, you know, we're just trying to get people, you know, get them up to speed with it and feeling confident enough to to actually, if the chance does come, that you can take it. Is that a nice element being involved in a setup like with some of your ex teammates? Yeah, it actually is. And you know, when you when you finish playing football. It's amazing, you know. You you your friends with lads. You're training with them every second night, and uh, you know when you when you leave a panel, you 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 don't see each other that often. You know, you it's just it's gone, and it's only you know when you start getting involved in teams again, you come back and you you, you realize the crack that you've missed with with all the lads around, and it it, it is great fun, and um, you know as well we're up. You're you never lose that competitive streak. You 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 love seeing players teams doing well and. All them guys are, are are the same as myself, you know. We just want to the best for goal of football and, and get the players moving as well as they can. Obviously, there you played with Joe, you played with Declan and Finian there, obviously. But your goal, your own goal career from O two to twenty thirteen. How yeah. do you how do you reflect back on it now? Um, I have to say, I probably looking back. 
I think we we had a lot of missed opportunities. I, I think we we didn't get to Crow Park enough at times. Uh, the, the the panel of players that we had, like back in two thousand and in two thousand say five to five two thousand five two thousand nine, like the players that were there was phenomenal. When you look back at it, you know, like like 2006 2007 you had the old 98 team and you still had you know you had Michael Don and Derek Savage my uh Porrick Joyce Jeff Allen Paul Clancy all still there and then you, you still had Michael Don and or, or Michael Meehan Nicky Joyce Cormac Ban Sean Armstrong you know you had real top top players and I think like I was saying about the seniors we we probably uh injuries was, was a huge thing for for uh, for my time, I thought uh, M- Michael Meehan, you know, was our Damien Comer, Shane Welch, and he kind of, you know, uh, he got a bad injury into that was 2009, eight or nine. And, uh, you know, he kind of never got to his full peak again after that. And, you know, we lost a lot of games by a point or two. And, uh, you know, he would have got us over the line. A fully fit Michael Meehan would have got, got us over the line. And even back to 2004, 2005, Michael, Michael, Donlan had kind of issues with, with, with his groins and you know another world class player and you know you need all your your team fit 2009 Joe Bergen did his um did his uh Ackley's tendon and I remember Paul Clancy in 2006 who was going really well as a kind of a midfielder did his cruciate in the club championship just before we played Mayo and uh was a huge loss to us but um you know like we, we did well against um against uh, in Connacht but we never really you know tackled the Ireland stage and if you look at Mayo who we would have felt we were stronger than them or with a better panel you know they would have got to probably two or three All-Irelands in them time in, in them few years maybe even four and uh, we would have felt that we could have done a better you know put up a better show in if we had got forward uh, than they did but you know that's that's neither here nor there. We just didn't take our chances when they were there. And, uh, you know, and just to answer your question, probably missed opportunities is the big thing when I look back at it. I've talked to Finney Hanley before about this on the podcast and he's referenced it. Maybe it took Galway a while to catch up with the way football was going because if you look around those mid noughties times, Tyrone obviously brought in that kind of, you could say the start to defensive football and do you think as well with that, the kind of constant change of managers, did all that not really help you? Absolutely. The the change of managers, you know, and you, you see it even at club level. I see it at the club championship. Now a lot of teams are, are, are changing managers. And, you know, sometimes a lot of managers are clever, clever people. They learn every time they go on and, and, and a change of manager may not necessarily be the right thing. And, you know, we, we, Every, there was a was it, did we have six new managers in nine or ten years there at one stage? So every September October, you're meeting a new manager and they are meeting new players. So some managers might like you, other minor managers might not, and they don't really fully understand who their best players are until they've gone through a season of championship. And you know, I, I felt even if you look back at you know Peter Ford, I thought if he got another year, I thought he was building something. And Liam Salmon, you know, Liam Salmon, we, we won a kind of final in 2008 and last one in 2009 and kind of he was left. Joe Carney came in for one year and I thought both of them managers, if they had gotten one more year, would have done really well. 
I felt. I thought they, you know, they, I thought they they had the credential, the, the credentials, and uh, the players were there to just build on something. And uh, you know, definitely change managers did not help. Definitely. Yeah, you already referenced like when you go through all those players, it's it's mind blowing, really. <laughs> when you look at the like even some of the players who didn't start, but. For yourself on your own career, can can you be content with your own performances and the time you give Galway football? Ah yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm delighted that that I, that I, I played so long, but um ah yeah, it was it was um you know, I, I probably started I was in really early and after under twenty, we won the under twenty one All Ireland, and I got got called into the panel then. But there was a few years there where I was kind of hampered with injuries and you know soft tissue injuries. Nothing made, nothing, you know, significant. But it kind of helped. I, I didn't. My career didn't fully start until I'd say I was twenty three, twenty four. You know, um, and the, for a few years then, I you know I I felt good and you know I thought I I I played pretty well, but um. You know, as I said, it was all about staying fit, and I probably didn't stay fit for as long as I'd liked. I was at the start of my career, and probably to the end of the career, I was, you know, missed a lot of games with hamstrings and calf injuries and stuff like that. That just, you know, you didn't get a right run at it. But, um, but yeah, looking looking back, you know, I'm happy enough, delighted to have played for Galway. It's a great honour, you know. It's a great honour to play for Galway. It's not many people to get a chance to, but you know. Glad I glad I did it for as long as I could. Were those injuries at that time was was it tough to deal with? Oh yeah, uh, you know I feel so. Look down even down in in, in Lock Georgia, you see lads with injuries, and it's not it's it, it's difficult, and it, you know it brings me back to when, when you're there, and you know you want to play and you want to get fit and show what you can do, and you just can't, and you can't play through it if you've a pulled hamstring or a pulled calf or a you know, bad knee, you can't really play through it, especially at inter-county level. And, you know, injuries are, are probably the, the hardest thing, you know, to come back from and to mentally be ready to, you know, put in the work when you're, when you've a recurrent injury that keeps coming back, you know, putting in the work off in, in the gym and, you know, on the rehab can be difficult after a while. But, um, yeah, I did find it difficult, I have to say, to, 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 to continuously, you know, rehab and all that, but it's just something you have to do, I suppose, when you do get injured. So this year for 2024, it's going to be your 11 years since you played with Galway. Are you are you going again for Milltown in 24? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Again, what I, what I did with the last few years, I'll just play, play, play my, um, play a bit of junior and do a bit of training and see how the body holds up if it feels good in July or August I might see see how it goes might tag out and play a bit but I won't commit to that yet and obviously Gerlich Jennings has now stepped down have you been able to get a manager yet? We haven't no and uh, you know he Gerald was, was was very good and we, you know he was there two years and did, did, did uh, very well and Justin Burke came in doing the um train with us and you know was was very good also but um no as far as i know we we don't have a manager now i'm not too, not involved i leave that to the younger lads to pick the manager now but um no i don't think we have one as of yet but there's a lot of moving chairs in club football a lot a lot of, lot of teams uh, looking for new managers or getting new managers so it'll be interesting to see 
I actually think in the club championship, probably a lot of teams played slightly below par than their usual, and that's probably why there's there's a lot of changes in management. But um, I think the club championship, there'll be a lot of teams will will get a bounce back from last year and, and have a good year and next year and put in a big effort. I'd say. Yeah, I was. We were talking about it on the podcast about a week or two I, I ago, but I think it's only two or three clubs that'll have the same management from last year going into this year. Like it's compared to this year, there's a lot of clubs sticking with their managers from the previous year. Yeah, and uh, as I said before, change of management is not necessarily always the best thing to do, you know, because from what I can see, most teams are fit now anyway. Like uh, guys even that on their off-season are still training away. Um, so you don't see as much of a bounce by a new manager as you used to because, you know, before if you had a team that wasn't fit, you get in a manager and everyone start training well and you get a big bounce off it. But um yeah, there, there, there is a lot of changes in management. So, like, I, I'd be expecting um, a team that I, a club championship team that I think people should watch out is uh, St James's. I think St James's have have a team coming, um, and we're unlucky this year. Anna Down is another team that could, you know, they're a sleeping giant. Uh, I think there could be a bounce there. Chum is another team who probably weren't that happy with their season so I think they they could come back into it and sure you also have Curfin Curfin Salt Hill another team you know Salt Hill what a talented bunch they have um, you know Mount Bellew another team probably who had a below pair year so there's a lot of, lot, of, lot of clubs around that could you know if they get their act together and, and pull together could have a right good shot at it this year or next year sorry so just Jimmer, before we uh do finish, just a few quick fire questions. Um yeah. so over your career, who's been the best footballer you've played with? Probably Porrick Joyce. And why? Oh, he was just so consistent. Um I'd say probably maybe Michael Donnan had was probably naturally better, but Joyce was a phenomenal player. He 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 was rarely injured, and he rarely missed shots. He was just so consistent. He 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 never made much many mistakes, and he always turned up. So you know, over over the years, and he he changed his game. He was an inside forward when he was say nineteen, twenty, twenty one, up until he was probably late twenties, and then he moved out to centre forward, and you know resurrected his career out there so and then he kind of finished off inside again you know so I'd, probably just the consistency um that he had i i put him up there your toughest opponent toughest opponent oh uh paul galvin probably very hard to mark yeah i marked him uh one day down in Kerry. god i i i was Sore for about a week after, never stopped running, and really tough and energetic. So, yeah, I would say him. And your best day in Gaelic football? Best day in Gaelic football. It's a difficult one. Um, Yeah, 2008, we won a Connacht final. That was a, I had come back from a, Gilmore's groin operation. It was actually, I think it was my first game in the year. I just, just about got in. 
uh, in an A versus B game the week before, probably played well and, and got got it just about got in, and uh, that was a that was a, a really good day. Um, yeah, probably that one. And then just finally a nice uh, handy one to finish. All Ireland winners for twenty twenty four. Uh yeah, geez, that's a difficult one. Um, difficult one. I I have to say I I think um I think Gaul have a great chance. I think Gaul have a great chance if they stay injury free. I think they have a great chance. Um. Yeah, I'm not too sure about Dublin next year. Uh, I I think they're 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 still relying on the older guys. That might be a small bit too much for them. Kerry, if you can stop Clifford. Are beatable, but that's a huge ask. But um, Derry as well with Mickey Hart might do something. But let's go Galway. Absolutely, that's what everyone will be thinking ahead of twenty twenty four. Um, a huge amount to look forward to. But that's all uh, we do have time for on our show uh, for today. A massive thank you uh, to Jeremy for coming on.